Hey, Mystic Michaela spiritual family. Welcome to Know Your Aura with Mystic Michaela. Today, we are talking about auras and comfort zones, how each aura reacts when it leaves a comfort zone, when it's in a comfort zone. This could be new challenges, new opportunities. These could be states of mind, belief systems. But first, hey, Scotty. Hey, guys. Well, I feel when I get out of my comfort zone, sometimes it's on vacation. Yes. And we just had a vacation. We did. And, but, I, but before we get into that, before we get into that, I have to ask, because yeah. we did a lot of outdoorsy activity on this vacation. Do I have any green in my aura now? You don't. You just have to love who you are. Still not. You have, you, to, so, lo- you have to love your red, blue self. <laughs> so you're saying at no point on this journey, I had any green in my aura. No, but it's, you can love nature in your own way and not necessarily be a green aura. Uh, everybody, every aura color loves nature differently. Okay, but I feel that it happened for me. Like one okay. time, okay, so just, just throwing some times out there. Okay. One time. Well, by the way, we went to Virginia. Yes. Just to back it up. So the Shenandoah you know. Valley. Yes. The Shenandoah Mountains and the Shenandoah River. We kind of stayed in the middle of nowhere. Right. We saw John Denver um, <laughs> in spirit. In spirit. We talked to him. Okay. Okay. So what about the time we're on a hike and... I accidentally, I, and this truly happened, I stepped on a snake, the head of a snake. Right. I don't think a green aura person would have screamed like a girl. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> you, you did. Like, <laughs> Well, it was scary. No, it was. And I would have screamed too. Yeah. It's just I think like a green aura person would have like just been, oh, that's a, I don't know. It was a rattlesnake. It wasn't a rattlesnake. Actually, our daughter who watches... <laughs> Snake Discovery on YouTube is like, oh, no, that's a checkered garter. I don't know. She said it better than that. <laughs> no, it's I think harmless. It was an, I think it was an Eastern racer or something. <laughs> I don't know. Like She knew exactly what it was. But a green aura person would be like, right, this is fine. You know, this is it exactly was, what it is. Okay. So I didn't even know I stepped on its head. Abby had told me that. I it's just stepped, okay, by the way. And then Abby's like, the snakes, I didn't even know their snake was. And then it hissed at me after I found it. Yeah. And I was like, I couldn't. Oh, but it was okay. Me. He cornered I, me. He didn't. He was honestly like less than twelve inches long, and he was really skinny. Okay, okay. All right. But All thank right. God, you didn't hurt him. Thank God. All right. What about when we were going down the Shenandoah River in right. tubes? We had tubes. Yes. And I was navigating. Yes. You know, leading the charge. Right. And I was getting in and out of my tube and all that stuff. <laughs> like when you were flipping over and getting stuck on the logs yeah. and whatnot, you know. No green then. No, because, you know, we were, when we were tubing, I noticed, I wouldn't even talk about this, like all the different aura colors tubing and the green, the green tuber. So what you do is you rent a tube and they drop you off at one spot and you go down like several miles to the pickup spot. Three that's miles. all. Yeah, is we that did what three it miles, is? yeah. Oh, it seemed like longer. All right, so that's, that's <laughs> But I noticed the green aura person has the SPF hat with the chin strap, with the sunglasses, with the chin strap, with and they have like everything, like the ear flaps and the special shoes, and they have the special Cargo shorts with the special. I mean, they're they're all set. Like they have everything. They have. They look really green. Like they're out there. Like they're gonna go live out there. They are prepared. Okay, so you're saying and you're just kind of showing up in your t-shirt and your in your hat that keeps right. falling off. I had and, a one of those workout know your aura shirts on. Yes, you okay. did. Okay. <laughs> Doesn't count for anything. <laughs> no. So I'm just giving you a difference. Oh, okay. What about? Okay. Fine. Fine. I'll give you those two. Like they Fine. have like all the like the the moisture wicking, no cotton. You're wearing all cotton. The green aura people don't wear cotton on on the water. All right. <laughs> well, okay. What about when we when we did this 
massive hike, the Stony Man hike, all the way up to the summit of Stony Man Peak in Shenandoah National Park. That huge one point, I would say five mile hike. Yeah, but we got lost and you had to ask a green aura guy. Was he a green aura? Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. And he had the walking sticks. Oh, there's green auras. You can they, they're in the wild. <laughs> when you see them out there, they have hiking walking sticks yeah. and backpacks. And and he did have the trail marked at every single spot. Oh, yeah. And he, he whipped out his yeah, compl- trail map. His, one, where do you even get a trail map like that? He whipped out his trail map and he's like, you're exactly here. You've already actually done the whole hike. He told you. <laughs> we're like, we're all up there like, we did it? Yeah. They're like, yeah, you did it. Yeah. You can go home now. We, we did the, <laughs> the funniest part. We did the whole hike. We didn't right. know we'd done the whole hike. We actually did get to the top of the mountain. And then there's another trail off to the side. And I'm like, oh, no, I think we still have to do that. Oh, well, yeah. You but that like, was the horse do- trail. Yeah, and that was the horse trail. And they're like, don't do that. <laughs> you don't have to do that. They're like, oh, okay. So, we yeah, were, yeah, all right. So all right. you see the differences. All right. Yeah, but all you right. got us up there. Yeah, and, well, here's the other thing I will say about that hike, though. Yeah. I did get us up there, and we got up there in record speed. I think we beat all the greens up there because – Right. There were people that started at the same exact time as us, adults, mm-hmm. you know, full-fledged green men. Yeah. And Abby and Bree crushed it. Well, you got- Crushed it. And this brings me back to an old episode when we talked about green versus red, and I, we used the two Netflix documentaries, 14 Peaks versus The Alpinist, right. and you loved The Alpinist guy who was green, and the whole and you didn't like the 14 Peaks guy, I forget his name, Nims Perja, you didn't like him, but he was so red, and that was his deal. He got up all the mountains quickly. It was all about the speed. Right. And The Alpinist and the whole thing in that, and I guess in that world, is you're supposed to take your time. Okay, fine. Well, <laughs> so you just I just want to say again, I'm going to actually Red Aura. I'm actually going to contact Shenandoah National Park <laughs> and I'm going to ask them to see if we set the record for getting up Stony Man Creek with the seven year old the quickest possible with way. the seven year old. She did good. She did. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that's anyway, what happened. OK. Anyway. <laughs> well, here's a, another thing actually did happen at Shenandoah National Park for me. And mm-hmm. you talk a lot about gratitude. Yes. Could you could you go into that a little bit for a second? So, I mean, we throw that word around a lot. I love to reexamine what words you hear too much mean. <laughs> and one of them's gratitude. And honestly, the quickest way to feel whatever you want to call that power, which is greater than us, yet part of us, is through gratitude, which is just looking around and just feeling a deep sense of just, wow, I am blessed. In it could be this tiniest thing. It could be a big thing, but usually it's the tiny things and it's always available to you. And that is the quickest way to, to raise your vibe. It's the quickest way to connect with self and spirit. Okay. So let, let me, how do I say this nicely? Okay. You do a lot of teachings <laughs> and you've talked about this grat- gratitude Well, the kids a lot. make fun of me all the time. Yeah. And you know, you've done <laughs> yeah. it a lot. I do, do it a little too much. Yeah, you home. do it a lot in workshops, whatever, you teach it and all those things. And a lot of the time I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just like, you know, yeah, play Kate, you whatever. Because you live with me and, I'm, and, you know, the kids even make fun of me because I'm always like, oh, my God, that's so beautiful. Look at this. It's so beautiful. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe we're here. Right. And, it's a little much. Yeah. And then you'll say, you know, let's all bathe in this gratitude moment. <laughs> and I'll just like kind of be like, yeah, let's do it. And I'll Never. just like kind of, you know, yeah. half-ass it. And, um, <laughs> you know, just pretend, whatever. But I'm going to tell you something. And this is funny because the other day on, I was in one of my discussion groups mm-hmm. and they told me that there was such a change, 
like from if you listen to the early episodes of this podcast right. versus the episodes now in the hundreds, whatever, oh, yeah. they say that that I'm like a completely different person in really? terms of my thinking and my spiritual journey and everything. Oh, wow. That's and, awesome. Yeah. And that's true. It, I love that true. they know. I love that. I was so far... I wasn't really as open. To, like when we first started, I was really not really open to a lot of the things. And, yes. And I didn't understand them. And it does take me about seven episodes longer than anyone else to get these things. <laughs> so like with our listeners, they get it like right away or they get right. it, it takes them an episode or two. It right. takes me many, many weeks and right. many, many episodes <laughs> till I finally like, wait, I got that one now. That's awesome though because that's what I'm talking about later when I, when I go into this. It's good to evolve. Like it's good to change your mind about things. It's good to open. That's a. It's a beautiful thing to admit that you can do that. Yeah. Proud of you. I'm super grateful for you in this thank moment. You, thank you. <laughs> but now, okay. So let's go back to the Shenandoah right. National Park. So rewind. So, rewind. Yeah. So we're, of course, we're, we go to dinner at the top of the mountain. Right. No, we're not. You know, in the woods eating our. You know, whatever fish they have like we a, caught. They have a restaurant. They have cafeteria. a restaurant. Yeah, nice. we're not again not green. <laughs> not You're green. like, let's go get food somebody cooked for me. Yeah. So we're, we're <laughs> exactly we're sitting at this nice, you know, nice restaurant, right. lodge type looking restaurant, and we're all there, the family, the four of us, and I, you know, I ordered the trout. Which, yeah. <laughs> Green orange person would have yeah. caught it, right? And cooked it, and, and plated it, and, and scaled it, and everything. There. Yeah, but my, it did come in uh, tinfoil. <laughs> it, it did come in tinfoil. So yeah. there you go. Okay. Yeah. So it did, and I got you know I got my coke, and, right? Um, <laughs> and, I'll, and I'll tell you, I, I don't know what came over me, but I think I mean I, I know that I had this. I I felt your. I can't even say it. That your gratitude moment, like it was like holy. You were like, di- "What's happening to yeah, me right like, now?" I, I'm like, "Are you having on? a gratitude moment?" <laughs> and it felt real, like I actually felt it. Yes. It was like so weird. I know. And it was incredible. Yes. And it was just like I couldn't believe I was here in this moment, you know, on the top of the mountain eating the fish that someone else caught and cooked <laughs> right. with my two kids, and it just. I'm, I mean, having I'm actually having the relapse of the moment. Yeah. That's how incredible it was. And I never, you know, you know. I felt what you were talking about, and yeah. that it was incredible that once once you could experience what you're talking about uh, when it comes through, and I, I don't know why in that moment, I, I guess because we used to go to the national parks a lot, yeah, and when we were dating before we had kids, yeah, yeah, and we did it such a in a different manner. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we would we would do like two parks in a day. Yeah, we dra- drive forever. Right. we'd eat peanut butter and jelly sandwiches in the back seat, yeah. which is fun. Good yeah. memories. We would get motels that didn't come with windows. Very, uh, very sketchy. Yeah, sketchy places. <laughs> in the so. middle of the mountains. Yeah. And then, you know, to see the kid, like to bring the kids and we did the hiking in the, and they did that trail like we talked about earlier. And it just, it overcame me. And I'm yeah. like, this is what MM is talking about. Yeah. And I was like, it's, it was just incredible. Yeah. And like the goal is to try to do that every day. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know if I can, but I, at least I did it once. No, you can get used to it and then you can like just see like a bird or you can just like go out and smell a beautiful flower and it's, it, yeah. that, it can come back over you in a way. Yeah. But, I had it again a little bit later on in the trip too. So oh, really? maybe it's starting to come back more. Yeah. When the kids were out, were by our kid, we ran into the cabin and they were out catching fireflies. Yeah, that and, was really nice. And, uh, you know, Abby was so into it. She's like a super... She's a super, super f- catcher of firefly. Yeah. We let him go. We let him super go. Super We don't do anything yeah, to him. Yeah, no, we totally... Yeah. Not like me when I was a kid. I won't say what I did to What'd him. What'd you do? Oh, you put him in jars. We used to put him in jars and oh. use him as like lantern. Probably nobody told you. No. Like, that's no. not nice. Yeah, I know. I, I wish know. someone did, yeah. Like my... <laughs> 
We're like firefly rights. Yeah. <laughs> you can catch but. them for a minute and let them go. No, but um, well, I, I love that because we haven't talked about this except for right here. And I love that you're bringing this up because I feel like for you, gratitude is like a vulnerability, you know? So this is like another layer for you where you're taking down something that you built up as maybe a survival mechanism for a lot of different reasons where if you're going to be grateful for anything, that means you're weak or you know silly or you would immediately replace it with something negative. It, it, I remember when we were first dating, you said, it's hard for me to be happy for a long time because my, my, my mind, you probably don't remember telling me this, your, my, my mind comes in and brings up a reason why I shouldn't be. And so I love that you've gotten to this space because, you know, gratitude is just, it is what it is. And, and you, you absorb that. Yeah. So that's, right. that's how you connect. Yeah. Wow. Good. Thank yeah. you for sharing that. You're welcome. It is, it is. <laughs> no, it is incredible when you actually feel what you're talking about, you know, cause oh. I, you know, I hear you say all these things all the time and there's a lot of things that you still say and I can't, I'm not there yet, but I'm getting there. And I, like I said, I'm slow, <laughs> but, well, I'm, I'm but I'm getting there I'm too, so, but I'm open to it. You yeah. Know? Well, we're all getting there. We're all getting there. Us, the listeners, everyone, mm-hmm. we're all learning from it. All right. Well, let's do a quick ad. And then when we come back, we're going to do some moments when we've been out of our comfort zone. Well, we have all been there. Seemingly out of nowhere, you get hit by an unexpected expense or bill. And when that happens, it can feel like the weight of the world is coming down. And it's normal to not know where to turn. Luckily, Upstart is here to help. Upstart powered personal loans can help you pay down high interest debt all online with simple and easy to understand payment terms. Upstart has helped over 1.8 million customers on their path to financial freedom, whether it's paying off credit cards, consolidating high interest debt, or funding personal expenses. Upstart can help get you one fixed monthly payment with a clear payoff date. Upstart knows you're more than just your credit score. So rather than looking at your credit score alone, Upstart's model considers other factors like your income, employment, and other information provided in your loan application to find you a smarter rate for your loan. You can check your rate in minutes for loans between $1,000 to $50,000 without impacting your credit score. You can even receive funds as fast as one business day after accepting your loan. So don't wait and check your rate today at upstart.com slash KYA. That's upstart.com slash KYA to check your rate today. Don't forget to use our URL to let them know we sent you. That means a lot to us. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. Go to upstart.com slash KYA. Hey, Scotty. Hey, guys. All right. So there's nothing like a trip, you know, leaving home for a little while to take you out of your comfort zone. Yeah, it's a little microcosm of that. Yeah. All right. So on, on this trip, do you feel that at any moment in time or any part of it, did you go out of your comfort zone? Did you feel? Yeah. And I'm going to go into this nuanced stuff like really deep later. But all right, so I'm indigo, right? So I can feel everybody else's feelings as my own. And then my tendency for whatever reason is to alter my behavior in order to accommodate other people. So I make other people's feelings my problems. And I like I have it in my head that I'm supposed to solve everything. So I did tell myself before this trip, I'm like, you know what? Oh, and that can keep me from wanting to do new things. So I would rather just stay home and not do anything than avoid going to do something crazy and then feel everybody's reactions to it. But I made a little note in my own head, 
Like, Megan, you're going to let it go. You're not going to do that. So anyways, so there's lots of moments where that came in handy, but the tubing, <laughs> my God. All right. So if you guys have listened to us, the kids are terrified of running water. <laughs> Scott, of course, the whole thing, he's like, I'm going canoeing for a tubing. And then I found this like brochure and I'm like, look, here it is. It's going to be right by the cabin. Anyway, so we found the perfect place to go tubing. Right. The night before Bree's crying, everyone, you know, Abby's crying because Bree's crying. You're mad that they're crying. You don't understand why people just can't be normal. I'm just like, I'm, you know, I'm, and I'm just like, Megan, you're going to let it go. And I did. And I let it go. Okay. This is true. If you are a listener of the podcast, you know that I always want to do these like canoe things or too big. What was it? The the river of tragedies we had. Yeah. The canoe of tragedy. Canoe of tragedy. Yeah. All these things happen. The kids are scared. They're terrified of alligators. You know, I had to spend a half hour telling them there's no alligators in Virginia. We had to really pull out the research. The water's really cold. (laughs) Yeah. And yes. And every time. But then they're scared of snakes because they saw you step on one. So there's like a whole thing with snakes. And then we actually, when we were eating breakfast that day on the Shenandoah River, we saw a snake (laughs) swimming through it. That's right. <laughs> That's right. There was a snake crossing, and the kids—you see them—they're just watching it, and you see that then, like it's just the terror. Okay, so so what you're saying is you're out of your comfort zone here because you know that I really want to do this, yeah. and like if I don't go tubing right. or canoeing or kayaking or something like that, I'm gonna be like bummed out or whatever. Yeah. And then you know, like Bree. Is, She's is truly adamantly anxious, de- truly yeah. terrified, and Abby. Well, Abby, she goes with the flow. If she, if Preet says I'm going to do it, Abby, yeah. she's turquoise. You know, she's going to do it. Yeah, but she was scared too. So, so that's what you're saying is out of your comfort. The the conversation of between that's going to happen like between me and Bree. Everyone's realities bombard me, mm. so it makes me honestly shut down a lot in life because I'm just like oh, I'd rather just stay home than deal with. But then. I, you know, that's limiting. That's so limiting. Right. So I told myself before the trip, like, I'm not going to limit myself. I'm just going to be like, you know what? Screw it. Everyone's going to have their feelings and I'm not in charge of them. Now, I'm just going to do me. I will say, I, you know, <laughs> we called and there was all these different options. Yeah. And there was, you could raft, you could canoe, you could kayak or tube. Right. And we did go through every single option with the lady on the phone. Yeah. To make sure we had the safest most easiest journey possible right now the lady laughed at us because we said you know how are the rapids are the kids going to be scared and she like literally laughed in our faces <laughs> yeah it is the most calm river <laughs> i know it's so on the planet but that day i mean i'm sure it can get crazy yeah i mean well in that portion of the river that we did but there was like this a warning video that you were forced to watch. Right. Like yeah, everybody's for okay. So this is like just for the listeners. Scott doesn't do things you're supposed to do, and one of the things was <laughs> you. Whatever this company's policy was, you have to sit down and watch the video of all the ways you can die on the river, and you were supposed to do it. And so ever you know, so we're the three of us that, are good. That's just a and liability. And we sit down thing. right, and you're just like, but you see the kids' eyes are getting bigger and bigger and bigger and they're getting so terrified. And you're like, come on, guys, let's go. Come on, guys, let's go. And then they get mad at you. Like, that's not the rule. We're supposed to watch it, daddy. And then you're like, no, we're not watching it. Let's go. So. Yeah, they, they, I, I didn't notice that all three of you, like. We're rule followers. Yeah, oh. you're all rule followers and I'm not. Like, Oh, yes. Like we were in the, we went to also the Shenandoah Caves, the, um, uh, the caverns. Caverns. And. You guys, like, were, like, they were, like, please don't touch anything. Yeah. Stay strictly in this, like, 
solid line, whatever, you know, don't do anything, basically. Yeah. And there's me, like, going off in, like, different little side caverns yeah. and, you know, trying not to touch things. But, you know, you're you not know, supposed to touch things because they say, and I'm, I'm standing with me and the kids on this one because they say don't touch stuff because your oils on your hands stop the growth of these, like, natural oh. cavern things. And you're, like... Getting real close to everything. You're like, I'm not touching it. I'm not touching it. And you, like, you know. I wanted to see what it tasted like. I gave it a little lick. <laughs> I, I like to go, like, see, I, when I'm on a tour, when I'm on a group tour, I do not like to be You're in the, the front. You're the worst on a tour. I'm a horrible person on a tour. I yeah. know this. But I like to go in the back, the last one. Then they don't know what I'm doing. And I don't like to listen to them You're either. You're the person that when we went to, in New York City, the Metropolitan Museum of Art, you kept setting off the alarms. Yeah, I don't know if you all knew this, but if you got too cl- if you get too close to the stuff on the walls, there's these alarms and they're very loud. And you <laughs> kept getting close to them, and then like these people, these security people run out. It's like you don't care, well, and it's so embarrassing. So my my other indigo trait is I pretend I don't know you. Yeah, all three and that of works. You, yeah, all three of you were well, like I, gave I don't know this skill. guy. I, gave I don't know this guy because Bree was getting real anxious. I'm like Bree, just do but what I do. Like you don't know him. He's you, just some dude on the tour. <laughs> you guys were. <laughs> You guys were all in the pack with the other people on the tour, the other 10 people on the tour. One of the people I think we, we had COVID, uh, you know, he was like coughing up a lung. I'm not going near that guy. I'm in the back having a good time going through all the little, cr- you know, cracks, trying to explore a little right. bit to like the late, you know, the tour guys like kind of like she was she on to me. She had her eye on yeah, you. She was, she was she watching sure me. I know, I know. But I kept asking her questions to throw her off the no, scent. No, but she knows people like you. <laughs> when were you out of your comfort zone, Scott, on the trip? Um, okay, so a big okay, I, and I think I've actually kind of conquered this one. Oh, yeah, you know, okay. along with it, you know, gratitude first, and now this. Okay, so two big breakthroughs. I used to when we used to because you know we do basically a, a road trip at least once a year, usually during the summer. And if I'm in a place that I don't know, I you I usually go for the like let's say the chain restaurant. So yeah. like if we're you know, somewhere off the, the beaten path, I'll still try to find, like, an Applebee's yeah. or whatever or, or whatever or, you know, uh, Chili's or I don't know, whatever you want to say. Or something that I'm familiar with. Or, 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 like, a, or a like a local chain even. Like right. if you know it's a local chain, yeah. you'll go there. Right. If I know it's like, like Ingles. Like O'Charlie's yeah. or something. Right. Or yeah. O'Charlie's <laughs> yeah. or something. Yeah. That's a local <laughs> like Midwestern Where chain. Is that? is that Midwestern? I think it's okay. Midwestern. Like you'll, you'll like, oh, O'Charlie's or Cracker Barrel. Right. Obviously. Or a Cracker Barrel or something. Right. Yeah. yeah. So You're like the local fair here at <laughs> Yeah, the local fair, exactly. So for, for I think pretty much my entire life until this trip, I will I always sought that out. Like I wouldn't go like to the local food mart. I'd go yeah, to the Walmart. Or, or even like a cafe or anything. Yeah. yeah. But on this trip, for some reason, and maybe because there was just no choices. There was nothing there. Like it's truly the middle of nowhere. I, I, would, I was like, hey, let's just check out this cafe. Let's go to this little coffee shop. Let's go to this... Uh, you know, the Woodstock, uh, Woods, we're in Woodstock, Virginia, the Woodstock Diner, or whatever it was called. Yeah. Um, and I don't know why. It was all of a sudden, I was just like, you I, felt, loved it. I felt totally comfortable. Yeah. Never in my life had felt that way. That's great. Just walking into a place, not knowing it, and then, you know, whatever. Well, you, being a Red Aura, you like control. And I feel like in the in the past, when you didn't have control in the right areas of your life, you tried to project it to like stupid areas of your life. Like, where am I eating? Or, or is there, is this going to be a bad meal? If it's a bad meal, forget it. Like who cares? It's one meal, you know, like that wasn't in your mindset. So now that I think it's an indication that you feel more comfortable with yourself and secure that you can go 
not have control at places that you eat. <laughs> in the past, it was, and it's not a joke. Like you would get very angry and upset if we went somewhere and you didn't know it was on the menu or something. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that, that's true. And even now that I think about it, because when we did the tubing, we did the uh, Shenandoah River Outfitters. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't know the place. Yeah. I never, it was down the street from our cabin, but I didn't know that. And I didn't know what it looked like or anything in the past. There is no way oh, I would really? have ever taken my credit card out <gasps> and you paid purchased with your credit card. Yeah. Oh, the, that's so weird for you. No way I would have ever done that. Yeah. I would have had to go down, see the spot. Yeah. And talk cash. to the person. Yeah. Probably give them cash. Yeah. Cash. Or at least made sure that, okay, this place is on the up and up. Right. You feel it out. And it's, and yeah. So oh, wow. very different for me, yeah. which, is, right. which is, it's, it's, it's kind of nice. <laughs> it's kind of nice to, be able to do that. So, like it's felt like freedom from yourself and your yeah. own nonsense. I, I felt I, that way too. Like when I like allowed myself to be free from my issues. I'm like, oh God, it's a vacation for me. That was nice. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like, yeah. I mean, then we're, you know, this is a great trip for me. I mean, in so many ways, it was like um, really eye-opening. And even like at the end, like we were at, uh, again, uh, I forgot where place in place in North Carolina, eating at a restaurant and you know people were kind of dressed up or whatever oh yeah and they had like you know <laughs> you know whatever you know golfer golfer looking guys yeah. coming in yeah, we and kinda, we came in and like on the, yeah we're like we're from the road yeah so. i got this like hoodie that i've been wearing for like six days we're in cracker barrel attire yeah i got we're in cracker barrel attire at best at best at best you know and, and i'm I'm just speaking to myself. I didn't comb my hair in like a week. <laughs> right. I haven't, you know. We I didn't a, look that bad. I'm saying we just clean. me. No, I'm just saying me. We I'm were saying clean. Me. And I have like a full beard and everything. And and I'm sitting there and I'm like, I just don't care. It's yeah. Like, was, it felt so good. I was like, whatever. You know, we're, yeah. Yeah. Know? So I don't know. Freedom. Yeah. It's like freedom. It's like, I feel really free right now. Uh, well, maybe the country isn't, but I feel free. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a whole other thing. That's a thing. whole other thing. All right. We got a couple ads. Uh, but then you're going to go really, really deep into this topic yeah. on auras out of their comfort zone. Yeah, I've, if, some major insight I feel like we're going to find about, about ourselves. All right, two ads and then we'll hear that. Hey, Scotty. Hey, guys. Do you need some mellower vibes? Yeah, I really enjoyed my dad grass on those class four rapids <laughs> on the Shenandoah. Groovy, man. This is love. <laughs> well, do you know that Dadgrass is doing a special collab with George Harrison's estate to mark 50 years since his All Things Must Pass album? Dadgrass is legal, organic, smokable hemp that relaxes your body and mellows your mind. Their 100% organic pre-rolled joints are very low in THC and high in CBD, so you can enjoy the effects of CBD while keeping a clear head. Chill out without getting stoned. It's like having a glass of wine. Not the whole bottle. And Dadgrass knows you get by with a little hemp from a friend. They've partnered with the George Harrison Estate to create a new CBD and CBG blend and accessories called All Things Must Grass, which pays tribute to the man who always let the good times roll. All Dadgrass products are federally legal for ages 21 and over, and it ships right to your door anywhere in the U.S. Whether you're looking for a new buzz or a chill way to enjoy an old favorite, Dadgrass will leave you in a euphoric mood. Right now, Dadgrass is offering our listeners 20% off your first order when you go to dadgrass.com slash KYA. 
Go to dadgrass.com slash KYA for 20% off your first order. That's dadgrass.com slash KYA. You know the key to consistent good hair days? Using ingredients that benefit your hair. Function of Beauty makes hair care products that are 100% customizable, made for your hair, where it is at now and where you want it to go. I bring them with me on vacation. I brought them with I brought my function of beauty with me on the road trip for me and the kids because I need my consistent hair people. Function of beauty is the world's first fully customizable hair care that creates individually filled shampoos, conditioner, styling, and treatment formulas based on your hair now and where you want it to go. Founded by a dream team of engineers and cosmetic scientists, each function of beauty product is individually designed to be as unique as you are. Function of Beauty offers over 54 trillion possible formulations. Every one of them is vegan and cruelty-free, and they never use sulfates or parabens. You can also go completely silicone-free. Here's how it works. First, take the quick hair quiz to build your hair profile and select five hair goals like lengthen, volumize, oil control. Does your hair get frizzy in the winter, but oily in the summer? Hey, customizable. These formulations are meant to be changed when your hair needs change. Next, choose your color and fragrance or go dye and fragrance free. Then get your freshly filled formula delivered straight to your door and prepare for good hair days ahead. Say goodbye to generic hair care for good today. Go to functionofbeauty.com slash KYA to take your hair goals quiz and you'll save 25% on your first order. Go to functionofbeauty.com slash KYA to let them know you heard about it from our show. Thank you so much. And to get 25% off your first order, that's functionofbeauty.com slash KOA to take your hair quiz and save 25% on your first order. When we talk about comfort zones, we can talk about them in lots of different ways. Traveling to new places, experiencing new challenges, living in a new place, making new friends, and learning new ideas. When we get stuck in our own minds, we get stuck in old ideas, old ideology, old programming. I mean, that's a comfort zone. One of the best things you can learn to say is, oh, I've grown or I've changed or I've evolved my viewpoint on that. It's okay to say that in our culture and our society, a lot of times people make fun of you. That's the 3D ego coming through people making fun of you. Like, oh, you used to say this about that and now you're saying this or you used to vote this way and now you're voting that way. It's like, yes, I've actually... um, changed because I had this experience or I looked into this or I learned this or I got this um, this research and now I've evolved my viewpoint based on that. What a powerful thing to say. What an empowering thing to say. Why is it that we have this idea that being who we've always been and maintaining a consistency with that is necessary? It's really our insecurity that maybe we didn't know so much back then. And it's almost like if we've learned, then we're admitting that we weren't as intelligent back then. No, when you know better, you do better. And nobody's born knowing everything. 
And it's okay to admit, hey, now I know better, so I'll do better. And this is something that has to be in your head your entire life. Even now, I know better. I'll do better in the future. I'll even know more. I'll do even better then. It's okay to admit that you evolve. It's not saying that you were stupid back then. It's just you did the best you could with what you had. And now you're trying to do the same thing now. So how empowering to say that to the people in your life too, because it gives them an inspiration to do the same thing. It gives them a safe place to land so that they they can also say, well, okay, well, what, what, what do I need to re- reevaluate or what can I try new that I'm not trying new? So changing your viewpoints require venturing outside of your comfort zone. Um, okay, so I took this from psychologyspot.com because I thought it was a good... I guess, explanation of what a comfort zone is. I mean, we say this all the time, <laughs> comfort zone. I mean, so it, it's lost its effectiveness, I think, because we say it so much. But the concept of the comfort zone goes back to a classic experiment in psychology conducted in 1908 by psychologists Robert M. Yerkes and John D. Dodson, who explained that a state of relative comfort generated a constant level of performance. Okay, that makes sense. However, they also pointed out that to improve that performance, we need to experience a certain degree of anxiety, go out and conquer a space in which the stress increases a little. They called that space optimal anxiety and indicated that it is just outside the boundaries of our comfort zone. When I was being, uh, when I was in school to learn how to be a teacher, there, they t- they teach you that too, but in a different word. They say like what you know plus one. It's a it's a whole formula. It's a whole research based educational um, explanation for you teach kids what they know plus one plus a little bit more. So every time you teach kids, you're teaching them at in their I guess comfort area. Okay, you already know this, and then you add just a little bit like a sprinkle of new thing. So it's not overwhelming, but it's still challenging. And that's really what we have to do to ourselves all the time. And that gets exhausting. And our egos, as we talk about, do not like change. Your ego is the human part of you that wants you to stay the same. It does not like that sprinkle of optimal anxiety, okay? It does not like that space where you get to challenge yourself and have a new idea. No, no, no. It likes to live in your comfort zone headspace. And what happens is, is we build that slowly over the years. And many times we don't even realize we're trapped inside our comfort zone headspace. And then our whole world replicates it. The same people, the same ideology, the same experiences. And any tiny little variant all of a sudden we're like, no, I don't want that. No, I don't want that. No, I don't want that. And we don't realize that we're trapping ourselves inside. We're so accustomed to the habits and lifestyles that we build around ourselves. We don't realize how much we are actually limiting our own possibilities to grow. Here are some signs that indicate that you probably are stuck in a comfort zone. And trust me, man, we've all been there. Okay. So the first thing is you don't grow um, from the emotional intellectual point of view. And then you actually experience a deep apathy. So this is with 
It's kind of like when new things are flowing your way or different viewpoints come or you hear different. I mean, what do we do all the time now? There's so much divisiveness in our society. And if you don't take the time to explore what the other side is saying, not that you have to believe it or own it or anything. It's just like, where are you coming from? That's all. Like, where's that, that moment where you're like, let me just dive into what, what are you even saying? When you take that trip (laughs) into somebody else's space and be like, what are you even saying? And really trying to understand where they're coming from. That doesn't mean you're getting brainwashed by it or you're supporting it. It just means that you're, you're getting more tools to understand other people. You're challenging your own points of view. Now, this could challenge them to change or this could challenge them to get more educated and better research researched in in your owning of them. Whatever it is, it's just an exploration and it's the apathy that can keeps us from that can keep us from doing it. It's like, nope, this is what I believe, so I'm gonna continue to believe I'm done. And a lot of people live like that. And you have to always challenge those, those thoughts. Another way that you could be stuck in a comfort zone is you feel just very unmotivated. You don't want to try the new restaurant. You don't want to make the new friend. You don't want to try a new challenge. You don't want to go do the new thing that whatever. You just don't want to. You're just unmotivated deeply. Another uh, sign is you close yourself to new ideas. Anything that doesn't fit with your perfectly structured belief system, you just immediately shut shut down. Nope, nope, don't do it. Nope, nope. Boom, wall closed, curtain closed, nothing. It's okay to ask questions. It's okay to be curious. It's okay to be like, what is this anyways? That's all. You're just learning about it. Doesn't mean, like I said, you're owning it. It just means you're learning about it. But that immediate kind of just nope right there, that can be a sign that you're stuck in a comfort zone. Another sign is you're afraid to take any risks. So you'll let any opportunity pass with, you know, the the logic that eh, the risk isn't worth any reward I could possibly be. So in your mind, you shut down things before they're even something that's good for you. This could be something like, you know, if you're single and someone's like, hey, you, want, you know, I've got the perfect blind date for you. It's like, no, because the disappointment of if it doesn't work out is worse than, and it's probably going to happen. And it's worse than even if I, even if he's great, whatever, how great is he for three months? You know, you, you have this like logic in your head. It's a logic that keeps you in your comfort zone. So whenever you find people offering you opportunities and you immediately go into the logic why this isn't going to improve your life. So why bother? Oop, right there. That's your ego doing ego logic for you and keeping you in your, in your space, your stuck space. Another example of being stuck in your comfort zone is you have the same routine. (laughs) Um, I get up, I do this, then I do this, then I do this, then I do this. On Sundays, I do this. On Saturdays, I do this, I do this. It's like, okay, when's the last time you did something different? When's the last time you didn't eat this on a Tuesday or you didn't take that walk on a Wednesday or you didn't, you know, when's the last time you tried something new? So having a very 
stuck routine and then feeling like you can't change it can be a sign of having a comfort zone issue. Another sign is you feel just very isolated and you feel like everything's meaningless and you're not finding anything like stimulating. So you can feel very numb and detached. I often also see this honestly with inauthentic aura colors. I can see people being stuck in a comfort zone and then they're stuck with an inauthentic aura color because of because it takes a lot of energy honestly to be numb and be detached and not care about things and it can create this feeling of just detachment and isolation. And because the thing is, like, when they're talking about this optimal anxiety, like getting out of your comfort zone to go do something that's a little stressful, that's where the joy is, really. That's where even if when you let go of whether it works out or not or whether how you define success, if you could like create success as just, well, I tried it, that's the success of it. Not did it go well or didn't it go well. Well, I tried it is the success. And that's where joy lives. That's where excitement lives. That's where like, oh my God, I'm really glad I did that. Even though that sucked or that was like the worst date ever or or whatever, at least I tried it. I just read um, a young girl recently who's who's having an amazing hot girl summer. I'm really proud of her. If <laughs> she's listening, she knows I'm talking about her. And she's having this amazing summer and she's just like, you know, I'm going to meet a lot of people and we'll just see where it goes and like whatever. And I got that from her. And her energy, because it was kind of like, oh, you know, even if the date's bad, well, at least I tried this new restaurant. Like right there. Like even if even if the company was like the worst and you met the most annoying person ever, you're like, but I really, I don't know. I saw this cool part of the city I hadn't seen before. That. You, there's always something. So the isolated thing and the meaningless thing will will drop when you change up your routine and you learn to define success differently. All right, one more. And the last one is you're not learning anything new that can bring any sort of perspective switch to your life because you feel that deep down there's this emptiness and you need something more, but you also aren't doing anything to touch that. So you have this feeling of sadness and isolation and emptiness, but you're also not doing anything new to change that. You're just living in that space and you're aware of it and you know it, but you're also not willing to try anything new. There's this like extreme stubbornness about it. So people might even describe you as like you're miserable, but you're not willing to do anything about it. And that can be a comfort zone. I mean, I'm sure you know people like that. Like, wow, you're really miserable, but there's nothing you want to do about it. I was on, oh my God, how many years ago? Nine years ago, I was on this cruise. Um, Scott, my husband, his family took us on, his uncle took, it was on a big cruise for the whole family and everybody got invited. It was very nice. It was to Alaska. And I'd never been there before. And when we were pulling into the port, they had this announcement. <laughs> and, and they said, life, I'm going to mess this quote up because it's a famous quote, but life is best lived when you're out of your comfort zone. And 
I know it's super cliche, but I think combined with seeing Alaska for the first time and then hearing that quote, it was like, whoa, you know, and it's true. It's true. It sounds cliche, but that's where life is lived in those moments when it's new and it's not your routine and it's different. All right. Why is leaving your comfort zone good for you? And then I'm going to go into the different aura colors and how they respond to leaving their comfort zone. Um, Okay. So... You know, when you get out of your comfort zone more, you're more prepared for the tough times in life. Life is uncertain and there are changes thrown at you all the time and we don't like changes, but when you're out of your comfort zone here and there, you at least know you can handle it. And it just gives you that confidence. Also, you're more productive when you get out of your comfort zone. Comfort kills productivity because I guess like there's good anxiety and bad anxiety. So when they talk about the optimal anxiety that comes with leaving your comfort zone, that optimal anxiety is actually like the kick in the butt that you can use to get stuff done. And so you, and and it's not like busy because you can be busy in a comfort zone way, or you can be busy in a productive other kind of way. And that's the, that's the way we're looking for that, that way that keeps you busy in a different direction. That's where it feels more alive and life feels like it's actually affecting you. Um, another benefit to leaving your comfort zone is your life expands. Your have this like attitude of flexibility and adaptability. You're more fun to be around. You're like, yeah, whatever. Let's try it. So who cares? So the trip stunk, whatever. At least we did it. Um, oh yeah, let's go for it. I don't know what to expect either. I'm just going to try it. Yeah, let's do this project. I don't know what's going to happen. Let's just wing it. See, where- You're just kind of more whatever. Let's go for it. And less rigid. Um, you're, you're, oh, you get way more creative outside your comfort zone because like really the only way to test yourself and test your creativity and test all the skills that you inherently have inside is on the fly. So when you're out in that optimal anxiety, when you leave your comfort zone, you get to really see what you're made of and you get to see all the solutions you can come up with quickly. And you can be really proud of yourself after. All right. You know what? We, we went on this trip. Usually I'm not, I don't do this this way, but I did it this way. And I learned all these things about myself and I learned I really liked this. And actually, I'm never going to do that again. I'm going to do this from now on. So you get to learn all these things about yourself because another reason why it's a good idea to leave your comfort zone is you gain a lot of self-confidence and you get more attached to yourself, more attached to yourself and spirit. And you get you get like to be best friends with yourself when you when you do things that you're not normally doing, you befriend yourself a little bit more. You also feel more alive. When leaving the comfort zone, we meet new people. We have new experiences. We see new ideas. Some of these things won't be positive. Some of them will be very negative. But you know what? You experienced it. Again, we're defining success differently. Success meaning I tried it. I thought about it. I learned about it. I researched it. I considered it. I dove in there. Didn't like it, but I did. So you just feel like more experienced and you get kind of more of the buffet of what life has to give you. Finally, you'll age better, okay? There's nothing worse (laughs) than being just kind of like a crotchety 
30 year old. You don't want to be like that. You know, like you, you don't want to be like, I don't do this. I only do this. You know, you adaptability, flexibility, whatever that can make you such an ageless person. I know this person and they can't, I mean, this is probably like a lot of other issues combined, but they, they get so weird about meals, like so weird about meals. So like when you're out and about and it's like, okay, you know, we're in Disney world, right? We're in Disney world. All right, listen, this place is open. They don't have a line. We're all, we're all getting this. They have veggie burgers. They have chicken sandwiches. They have hamburgers. I don't like any of that. It's like, okay, well, guess what? It's a flipping meal. <laughs> you eat it. So we continue. You have to be adaptable in life. You got it. I teach my kids this and I remind myself this because that's what keeps you young. Life is going to serve you change your entire life forever. And what keeps you young and adaptable and flexible and just vibrant is just accept rolling with it, man. You got to roll with it. All right. Let's talk about different aura colors and how they respond to (laughs) being outside of their comfort zone. And I laugh because some colors, some of y'all do better than others. And I know you know that. Okay. So let's talk about that. Um, Okay. I wanted to start with, I always start with like red, I think. I'll start with indigos. All right. So I want to talk about with each aura color, I guess like where they get stuck in a comfort zone a little bit more and what to lean into if that's your aura color to get out of the comfort zone. So indigos, listen, I get it. We get very tired. We get very worn out. All right. That's just an indigo thing. You actually do prefer napping to other things. That is a truth. (laughs) What happens is, is that when indigos don't rest up in the areas of their life they need to, then they're going to miss out on all the challenges and that optimal anxiety and out of the comfort zone moments that they, that are actually good for them. So they'll avoid the social stuff, avoid new people. Sometimes like, especially with indigos, they'll avoid new people and new situations because you don't have boundaries. Like, I don't know how to get out of a conversation. I don't know how to deal with a lot of stimulus coming at me. So I'm just going to avoid anything that seems like it's going to present that to me. And when you don't work on those things, when you don't work on, and that's what you have to lean into, your boundary making and also taking the time to rest and relax Uh, in areas where you need to, really moving your life around so that you're not missing out on the out of the comfort zone experiences that are good for you. And you're using all that, okay, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it for something that is good for me. I'm not going to do it for this like work meeting that I know sucks and I don't care about and they don't care about me. I'm not going to do it for that. I'm going to do it for this social event because I know it's a good for me anxiety instead of a bad for me anxiety that I have to recover from and nap for three days straight and then miss all the good for me anxiety moments. So it's kind of like a rebalancing and boundary making. And that's learning how to say, "Mm, I'm done talking about this. I'm moving on. I'm getting out of this conversation. You know, can I get back to you on that? (laughs) Those types of things. Blue people. How blues get into comfort zones. You know, honestly, they just want to please everybody usually. So I often see them in in their family situations and roles and the way they think about things too. They end up taking care of everyone else instead of being in the moment. They can be very resentful of this eventually and very scared and fearful of the unknown. Sometimes 
blue auras don't know their purpose unless they're serving other people. So they can get stuck in this like comfort zone ideology of I am only valuable as a server to other people's lives, not as a server to my own life. Uh, also, blue people can be shy, you know, and sometimes they don't know how to get into a conversation or they or they see all the other people like being bubbly and spontaneous and they're like, oh, I don't know how to do that. So maybe I'm not as fun or whatever. So so they go into any sort of moments like, oh, who can I take care of? Because that's, that's, where, that's where my purpose is immediately. So with blues, I'll see them in, in comfort zones of being stuck in what they think about themselves, what they think their role is. And in terms of like their ideology and their viewpoints, it can be to keep the peace instead of to serve themselves. So what, what can blue people lean into? This is where, I mean, blue people just sometimes do better with a buddy, a buddy who's a little bit more outgoing than they are. And they can latch onto that buddy. And the, and this has to be a buddy. This has to be a friend who is not toxic and, and thinks of you too. And is like, get up here, blue or a friend of mine. What do you think about this? And, and, you know, they make sure they shove you to the front in a good way. And they, they grab you by the hand and pull you out of your comfort zone. And you're like, okay. Um, also, blues have to lean into understanding, like, you have to be present in this moment now for yourself. And also, here's a mantra for you. It's not my problem, okay? Like, when you see other people struggling, it's not my problem. My, my worth is not what I can do for everybody else. I don't have to walk into any situation and find where I'm the server of, of this or how I can be useful. So, yellow auras. How can yellow auras get into comfort zones a little too much? They can overplan. So, I mean, it's a slippery slope because yellow auras like the plan and actually makes them happy, but then they can overplan, which leads to them feeling really disappointed if it didn't go exactly as planned, which can lead to their perfectionist traits where they feel personal failure or crushed if things change and then they think like they stink and it's all their fault. So that's like the yellow drain. <laughs> they go down and you have to watch the, you got to watch yourself if you're yellow, but you can get into that. It's kind of like a cyclical thing. And then I'll see yellow people do this thing like, well, why bother? So it's kind of like if I, if I can't do it perfect and I don't have total control over it, then I'm not doing it at all. So then they don't go into opportunities that are good for them or out of their comfort zone because they feel like they, they're avoiding that feeling of personal failure. Yellows, oh, I can also sometimes see like yellows, yeah, they have a hard time getting out of their comfort zone because they don't want to be around the super spontaneous people. Sometimes yellow people want to let loose, but they don't quite know how. Um, and they can make them feel like, oh, am I too rigid? Am I too cold? I don't understand this. <laughs> you know, I don't understand this. I don't know how to, I don't know how to let loose. And then they can feel very uncomfortable and then crawl back into their, their planning phases. So what, what can yellow auras lean into to get out of their, their comfort zone? Maybe you have to plan your out of your comfort zone moment. Okay. Have, have a time, you know, between six and eight tonight. I don't have a plan. The plan is not to have a plan. <laughs> and give yourself a, a, a bit of grace when you're yellow. This can be hard. It might, you don't have to be like everybody else. You don't have, it's okay that you're not super spontaneous all the time. That's okay. You don't have to be dancing on the tables wild like the purple friends. It's okay. Um, and give yourself that space 
to just enjoy it in the way that you find it enjoyable. That's it. Be a little more observational to see until you get comfortable enough to participate. Reds. Red auras, they need control. This is where they get stuck in their comfort zone. They love control. They, they like to, they're very stuck in a routine, red auras, because they feel the most powerful and in charge when, when they're in situations that are familiar to them. They, they can be very stubborn about it, too. So in viewpoints, especially, they can have a re- it's really easy for them to shut down. Like, nope, that's the way it is. That's the way it was for me. That's the way it was for my dad. And that's the way it's going to be for me and my son. You know, they can get very stuck in that, those thoughts. They can miss opportunities because of their fear of, of losing control. So they kind of got, so when we're red or you got to lean into the adventure. Like, oh, what? Because reds do love a challenge, so how can I thrive? What what will this teach about myself? How can this make me stronger? How can something negative, how can I spin it to be like, well, I learned to do this in the future, or I learned I have to get stronger in this area of my life, or this area of my life, or this area of my life, or even in ideologies or different perspectives, they can learn other people's opinions. Okay, let me hear that. Let me listen to you. Let me really listen to you. Let me like really take that in. And then they can they can get more confident in their logical abilities to explain themselves or explain other people or have really great conversations. Uh, red, red auras can be great conversationalists. They're very logical. So that leaning into that kind of like that self-empowerment purples, how do purples get stuck in their comfort zone? You know, Oh, purples, if you're purple, Listen, you've been there. <laughs> it's okay. Purples can go a little overboard sometimes. So their comfort zone can be destructive. So they can, I don't know, everyone expects you to be the one that's like shots at the bar. And maybe you don't want to be that person anymore. But everyone's like, come on, you're the shots girl. <laughs> you're like, I don't, I'm not anymore. So you can get stuck in that, like going overboard. Um, you can also feel like you always annoy people because you're always too much. Maybe, maybe, uh, purples get into this overcompensating sometimes for things that they don't feel like they have. Well, I'm fun. I'm the fun one. I'm the one that's gonna just do it first or say it or go out there. They can, they can really play the fool sometimes in order to get that love from the people around them and then they feel like if they don't self-destruct and they don't do things that are bad for them or if they're not being the same kind of goofy or rowdy or self-destructive personality then they're not who they were in the past and that they've changed or they're different or people be like oh you're not fun anymore what happened to you (laughs) <laughs> and and that's that's hard for a purple person to hear honestly they feel like their fun it by way of their own self-destruction is their contribution so purples um what what can they lean into so self-destructive tendencies being played out in new situations asking yourself in any situation am i using this moment to hurt myself Am I using this moment to fit in? Am I using this moment to feel welcomed into a group? And do any of those things kind of call out a red flag for me? So having that conversation with yourself. 
And also asking yourself, what am I doing in my comfort zones? Like, what are these patterns? How, how am I dragging myself down to lift other people up? And what is that saying about my relationships around me? Because purple people, that's, I see them in self-destructive comfort zones a lot. And then it's hard to get out of it. Green people. Poor greens. <laughs> okay. I always think of like the green dads who like take <laughs> the kids on the camping trip every summer and the whole family's like, we don't want to go. And they don't even hear it. They're like, nope, that's what we're doing. And everyone's like, I guess that's what we're doing. Um, okay. Greens. How can they get stuck? They just, you know, green people can put up walls around themselves, like barriers. So they can get very lost in their own world and actually not notice other things are happening. So they don't even know that like viewpoints are changing around them or people around them have different thoughts about things or different wants or needs. They might not even realize it because they can get stuck in their own comfort zone of, well, this works and this is logical and this makes sense. So this is what we're doing. This is it. This is what we're thinking. This is what we're doing. They kind of form sometimes the Ten Commandments of themselves and they forget that what they think isn't shared by everybody else around them. There's different perspectives because green people have this ability to kind of be like, you know what? The way I figured it out is the way it is. So it's perfect. You know, and then, and then so so they can have a hard time with that. Also, greens, I feel like when they go out of their comfort zone, sometimes it can just feel really awkward. If they if green people don't, if they're not engaging in a conversation that's something that they know about or it's in their expertise, they can feel really isolated or not, sometimes just not interested. They can act a little different and notice that people notice them acting different because they can get a little socially awkward and then they could just like heighten the whole thing and then they just like, want to isolate from people and not be near them. So how can green people get out of their comfort zone? Ask questions. Greens are very curious. They love to ask questions. Ask questions. Play the observer. Observe others. You know, research others. Treat a social event like a research opportunity. Treat um, a conversation with somebody who has different viewpoints than you as a research op. Well, why do you think that? What's your background? What, what, have you, what have you researched about that? You know, just understanding why other people might find something true to them or applicable or fun. You could just be curious. Use it as an observational moment, like an anthropologist. So, you, so green people can approach it in a scientific manner and they can engage that way. And learn a lot of things because greens love to learn. Turquoises. Okay, turquoises. This is good. I've learned this a lot from my own kid who's a turquoise, but then like also in other turquoises readings and like observing other turquoises um, out in the wild. <laughs> okay. So turquoises in their comfort, sometimes turquoise is like a comfort zone because when they're out of it, they can get very anxious and they can kind of like glitch a little bit. What do I mean by this? And this is like a really, I don't know if they get glitchy. What does that mean? Okay. So this is what I've observed with turquoises out of their comfort zone. So because turquoises can have a hard time separating what's going on in their own head and what's going on in their own lives from the reality they're currently in, especially when they're outside of a comfort zone, they can glitch in between. So a conversation they're having with somebody that is totally unrelated to their own 
I don't know, issue, personal issues at home or something like that can all of a sudden be the same thing. So they can start talking to the person that they're in reality with now, actually signaling back to some sort of personal issue they're having that has nothing to do with the reality of this moment. I hope that makes sense. So all of a sudden a conversation with a girlfriend or a coworker or something is like, what are you talking about? Because they're glitching and they're actually talking about something that that's actually happening to them that has nothing to do with this moment. So I feel like it's hard for turquoises to get out of their comfort zone because what can happen is they can, they don't know where to be because they're so absorbent and kind of like, um, they can get evaporated a bit. Think of them like water. They can kind of evaporate into the moment. It's hard for them to understand what's happening now versus what's actually happening versus what's happening at home or in my head. And it all kind of merges and they glitch in between and back and forth. And they realize this and then they just feel awkward and misunderstood and not heard. And that's a big trigger for turquoises. Sometimes also I notice with turquoises um, when they're outside their comfort zone, uh, they can lose their sense of self a bit and they'll take on stronger energies. And sometimes, unfortunately, stronger energies can be toxic energies. So, I mean, we all can do this. I just see this with turquoises a bit more. And they'll take on like the big vibe and the group and just absorb into that. And then later be like, what was I doing? So I feel like turquoises have a hard time out of their, tur- out of their comfort zone because they don't trust themselves. They like their, they kind of like their schedule. It helps them feel regulated. That's why turquoises need a lot of me time. Think indigos. They need like nature time. Think greens like that in order to feel themselves. So what can they lean into? Just kind of a talking to yourself when you go outside your comfort zone, when you're in that anxious moments. Okay, this is, this current reality is separate from my headspace. This current reality might have a lot of things that I see connections between my headspace and reality. And and I might get a lot, I might make a lot of uh, connections between what's going on in unlike places that other people wouldn't exactly create a connection. I create connections, but it doesn't mean that's what's happening. It's just something I'm noticing. So just separating yourself and then like taking a moment before your behavior responds super quick. Turquoise is, as we talked about in last week's episode, a complicated crew, but deep and worth talking about. Um, Pinks. And I say pink for last because they just, pinks always crack me up. Um, Pinks just disappear. So they like take their comfort zone with them. Pinks basically exist inside their comfort zone all the time. And what happens is, is they'll go try new things all the time. They get to take their joy bubble of a comfort zone with them. So if they go somewhere, they're taking their comfort zone in them. And like with pinks, it's their world and you're just walking into it. So you might see a pink out in the wild and they've made their whole space theirs or they go sit at the beach or they go sit at the bar, they go sit at wherever. They've created their joy bubble. They've taken their comfort zone with them and you're allowed to come in it, but please don't bring your negativity. Otherwise you get kicked out. So I don't really see pinks always leaving their comfort zone because they've learned better. It's better to go try anything you want and just take your comfort zone with you. It's travel sized. Pinks have a travel sized comfort zone and that works for them. I think that's great.
<laughs> All right. Let's hear what you have to say about comfort zone things over on the Mystic Michaela Spiritual Family page on Facebook. Hey, Scotty. Hey, guys. So now that you've heard all about comfort zones, let's hear your moments. If you want to share that over on the Mystic Michaela Spiritual Family page over on Facebook, those would be really fun to read. All right. And we'll put up a thread for that, I guess. Yeah. Hopefully I remember. <laughs> if we remember. My purple's probably like, no. <laughs> I'll try. <laughs> You'll try to remember. Okay. Yeah. One of the two of us will remember. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, well, speaking of listeners, you know, our, our listeners out of their comfort zone. Mm. Uh, we had this incredible opportunity to work with the JW Marriott in Charlotte. Yes. It's uh, pretty much a brand new, new hotel. I think they've been around 10 months or so. Yes. And uh, they have this incredible pool and rooftop pool and rooftop restaurant and bar called Aura. It's perfect. Yeah, it's called Aura, right. It's like you know. my home. Yeah. yeah. So all our, home, our kids are still there. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, a couple of listeners actually had reached out to me telling me that they had went to this. And I was like, okay, let me look into it. And I did, of course. And it, it looked amazing. So I got in contact with their marketing team, Gianna, mm. who, by the way, the most yellow person ever. Yeah. She's yellow and indigo. Yeah. And... It is, was the most organized thing I've ever seen. She's amazing. We wanted to keep her yes. and, and make her organize our life the way she organizes we, the I, JW Marriott. We actually did Charlotte. a trade. It was her for the kids. <laughs> so she's actually, she's upstairs now. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, we have her. She's working on stuff for us. Great. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, so we, we did a pop-up event at the, at the uh, rooftop bar and we had listeners come, they, you know, just first of all. How amazing are our people? As soon oh as God. they heard we were in Charlotte, yes, they were there. They were actually got there two days early before we even <laughs> got there. Before we even put up the tickets, they were there. Right. And they actually came from, not even Charlotte, some of them. Some came from, I think, Raleigh. Raleigh. I could mess these up. I think Asheville. Okay. Or outside of Asheville, Raleigh. Raleigh. Um, some drove like two hours. Some, yeah. That's what I'm, well, that's what I'm getting yeah. at. Yeah. They drove a couple hours. And then some people were from Charlotte and, uh, but- a lot of them were saying how this was so out of their comfort zone. Yeah. They were, I think one even said, you know, I was going to turn the car around. Yeah. And I mean, because, you know, it's it's nerve wracking to be like, okay, I've, it's a great group on Facebook and I like the podcast, but am I really going to go meet all these strangers? And, and, do, and they did. And they yeah. did. And I'm so happy that they did. And they all, and it's more than, I think like two or three of them said that. Like, yeah, oh, I at almost least. didn't come. Um, but it was really fun because I'm collabing with them on building, uh, a really, it's a really cute cocktail menu. It's like, find your vibe. So you'll have to go out. I'll hopefully I get to share the menu soon, but if you go there, you can go get a cocktail. That's like, it's going to be a different vibe, different aura color. So it's a a lot of fun. Yes. And they actually had some for the the people that attended. They got to try them first. Yeah. And people that came. Members of the family that came. Yeah. And they had one for green. Obviously, I went for the green one. <laughs> I had the green one. And I thought, if I have the green or a cocktail created by, you know, yeah. Mr. Michaela and, and the Marriott, then I'm going to get some green. I felt very sophisticated when I drank that. So. I felt I felt that it gave me a green boost. I felt I had some green in my aura at that point. But it's a really great vibe up there. So it if is. you're in that area, please go it check it so cool. out. And, yeah, I oh, mean. And, and tell like, us what you think. Yeah. Our kids, like I said, our kids right oh now. Gosh. No, they Every day they leave. ask us, can we come back? Can we go back? And it's not, it's not like, it's for every, like it's a, it's a really cool place because you can go, what is it, like a nightclub slash 
pool slash. It's like a, it's a real vibe it, up there. Yeah, so it's not a nightclub. It's like more. Yeah, it's like it? just a rooftop restaurant it was busy, bar. Maybe it feels honestly, a little like that. Maybe. Because I was out after eight thirty, right? Which like I'm like oh, I'm in a nightclub. Yeah, no, because I'm so not used to being like after eight thirty. I'm like, is this a nightclub? Uh, yeah, I did see your head go like back and forth a few times. Will Ferrell. What is love? <laughs> what Baby, is love? don't hurt me. Overtime. I'll call overtime don't for you. Me. I'll call overtime. No more. But uh, no, it was really good. The kids loved it. I mean, the food up there was incredible. The, first of all, and. Again, I mean, I know we worked with them, but the people up there are fantastic. And the, yeah. the other thing I will say is when you do come to one of these pop-up events or when we've had little meetups in Buffalo yeah. or down here or the, the big one in, we had in January, might, you know, hopefully we'll do it again, everyone always says the same thing. Yes. They feel home I know. right away. Yeah. And it was, it was really cool. And and the other thing I always get when we have these things, I always get, because I'm usually like the, I don't know, how would you say, like you're doing some readings or you're doing your thing and you're, you know, providing whatever, the content or whatever. And I'm usually kind of just, what would you call it? Like host? Like kind of yeah. like a host role I play? Yeah. So, and this is what I always get. The schmooze? Yeah, yeah schmooze, whatever. <laughs> you know, I, try, I, know. I try First of all, I try to make everyone feel comfortable. I try to bring everyone in. Yes. There were people all scattered about that oh, didn't know. know if they, because some people didn't have a ticket and then... They didn't know if they could We're hang out. We're very friendly and easy to talk to. Yeah. So shy people kind of just start staring at you and you're like, hey, are, do, are you an MMSF? You know, yeah. like. And <laughs> what I always get, and this is from like Gianna, who was the, again, the marketing manager and then the, the, the uh, what's, what do you call it? The manager. The actual uh, manager. Uh, the actual uh, Chris. He's a green, blue, really nice guy. Mm-hmm. This I always get this every time. These are the greatest people. Yeah. Every single every time. time. I know. Whether, you know, when I'm, because I'm working with the staff of the places that we go, and every single time, like, where do these people come from? Yeah. They're incredible. Like, does God make people like this for real? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> and I they, know. And he does. And it's, we're so blessed. Yeah. In our group. This is where we pat ourselves on the back. It's like a little community here. But, like, seriously, you all are amazing people. And then when you get together... People around can't believe that there's actually people like you. No, I know. There were, <laughs> and it's there were, true. No, I know. There were people at the bar that were not part of our, our group. Yeah. Like dying to get in. Yeah, I know. They just wanted to be like, in. Like, what are you guys? Like, what is this? Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. Just, like, and again, I, if it was just this one time here in Charlotte, yeah. I would say, fine. Okay, it's a one time thing. Every time. Every There's not a one time that it hasn't happened. Yeah, and they all made, like, I think they made a Charlotte Messenger group or something. Oh, really? That, yeah, they're going to keep uh. in touch and, and meet up. In the future. Well, the kids have been begging me yeah. that we have to go back <laughs> to do this again. I feel like that's like mommy's home. And maybe the we aura, will. The because, aura rooftop Yeah, because we are going to work on some fall drinks too, including yeah. I think a purple drink in, in, for the fall. So uh, maybe they will let us come back. I don't know. Or maybe not. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Gianna, you up in... Okay. <laughs> Took that joke too far. But it is overtime. When you start acting things out and I just let you go and I don't think you realize you're not being videotaped. Okay. <laughs> then it's probably really weird for you. Yeah. Okay. That's hysterical. Could you just end it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is for you and about you and we're so glad you spent some time with us today. 
If you want to be the most interesting person at the cocktail party, well, hop on over and listen to the Brain Candy Podcast. Our award-winning content will have you laughing while you're learning. We read all the best articles, books, and studies, and keep up with new TV shows, documentaries, and pop culture. And then we cram it all into two shows a week. Conspiracy theories, cannibal rabbits, unsolved mysteries, the history of the Walkman. There's something for everyone. The Brain Candy Podcast. Find our link in the show notes. Or simply search for the Brain Candy Podcast on your podcast app.